peace be to you. Did you ever think that there should be a feminine principle in religion? Just suppose there was nothing about womanhood in religion. What a rightful protest we would hear. All religions have a feminine principle. I have on my desk a statue that was given to me by a former missionary in China. It is a statue of Quan Yin. Quan Yin, according to the Chinese legend, was a young princess who lived about 500 years before Christ. And she wanted to dedicate her virginity to God. And her father killed her. And according to the legend, a tiger dragged her into hell. And she began pleading mercy for all of the inmates of hell so disrupted hell, so introduced charity, that the devil ordered her out of hell. So she became to the Chinese Kuan Yin, the goddess of mercy. Probably just an oriental yearning for some great woman in religion. Take the Muslims. Mohammed had a daughter whose name was Fatima. She died at a very early age. And Mohammed mourned her deeply. And he wrote concerning her, Of all the women in heaven, she is the most blessed next to Mary. Did you know that the Koran of the Muslims has over 40 verses in it concerning our Blessed Mother? They believe in the Immaculate Conception. They believe in the Virgin Birth. Then there are African peoples who have a tradition that when a son succeeds to a throne. The inauguration ceremonies consist of sitting on the lap of his mother. In other words, he derives some authority from the maternal principle. Take, for example, the great Latin poet, Virgil in his fourth eclogue, which has been called a messianic poem, he has this line. Smile, chaste woman, on thy infant boy, with whom the iron age will pass away, and the golden age on all the earth be born. And then going back to Homer, the great Greek poet who lived a thousand years before Christ, 
he threw into history the story of a defeated man and a sorrowful woman. And this sorrowful woman, remember, while her husband, Ulysses, was away on voyage, she had many suitors. And she said to each of them, Just as soon as I finish weaving this garment, I will consider your plea. And every night, she always undid the stitches that she put in during the day until her husband came back. No one could ever understand why this great poet should have made all history understand a defeated man and a sorrowful woman until there came a defeated man and a sorrowful woman. Which brings us to the subject of the real feminine principle in religion. I believe that all love begins with a dream. I think every person has in his mind, in his heart, the image of the one he loves. It is made up of memories, thoughts, dreams, ideals, experiences. And then one day, someone appears. It's called love at first sight. It is not love at first sight. It is love at second sight. Every great love is a dream come true. Did you ever see a dream walking? Well, I did. And that is why love is very much like music. We hear music for the first time and we like it. Why? Because we've already got that music inside of our own hearts. Now, when God became man, or when he willed it on the very creation of the world, he had a dream about a mother. The woman who would be his mother when he would take on flesh would decide the time of his birth, the circumstances, the people, and all of the details. He thought of her long, long before she was born. She was the dream come true. The world's first love. Just suppose you could have made your own mother. Would you not have made her the most beautiful, kind woman in all the world? Well, God could make his own mother. God could make his own mother in somewhat the same way that artists can create. I suppose one of the most famous of all the mother paintings is Whistler's. 
When someone complimented Whistler about his painting, he said, well, you know how it is. One tries to make one's mummy just as good as one can. So, Almighty God, who pre-existed his own mother, made her just as beautiful as God could. That is why she was immaculately conceived Now, what does immaculate conception mean? It means simply that she was conceived without the stain of original sin. One thing I cannot understand is why people today disbelieve in the immaculate conception. Because most people today believe they are without sin. Therefore, they are all immaculately conceived. The Immaculate Conception does not mean that our Blessed Lady did not need to be redeemed like you and I did. It merely meant that from the moment of her conception, she was immune from the stain of sin. And was not this fitting? If you have a distinguished visitor announced at your home, do you not sweep the front hall? Well, if God is going to enter this world, do you not think that he should come into portals that were rather clean? Look at all the trouble that God went to to make a paradise for man. Just in order to celebrate the first nuptials of man and woman, Well, here's a new paradise. Not the paradise of creation, but the paradise of the incarnation. And should he not, therefore, make this garden much more beautiful? Should it not be a garden in which there would not grow a single weed of sin, over whose portals the name of evil could never be written? And this paradise of the incarnation to be gardenered by the Adam new was our blessed lady, the feminine principle in religion. When the time therefore came, God sent out an angel from the great white throne of light. The angel descended down over the plains of Esdraelon and came to a humble virgin kneeling in prayer and said, Hail, full of grace, which means the Lord loves you. and asked that chosen woman if she would give to God a human nature. And she said, Be it done to me according to thy will. In Latin, it is fiat. Be it done. 
There are three great fiats in the world. Fiat looks, let there be light of creation. Fiat voluntas tua, suffering on the cross. Fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum, be it done to me according to thy word, the Annunciation, when Mary in the name of us all said, I allow you to come in to this world. I will be your Eden. I will give you a human nature. And so God took upon himself in this cloistered garden a new nature. And from this woman Christ is born. I need hardly tell you that there's no such thing as adoration of Mary. We have not made Mary important. It is our Lord that made her important. And then notice how he changed her role in relationship to us. And here we go to the marriage feast of Cana. This was at the beginning of the public life. Now at the marriage feast of Cana, our blessed Lord came and brought along with him from the Jordan all of his disciples. And that is why I think the wine gave out. There were so many gate crashers. You just can't imagine a wedding ceremony in a wine country without providing enough wine. But in any case, the wine gave out. Now, who's the first one to notice it? The Blessed Mother. She knows our needs very often before we do. And she said the simple prayer, they have no wine. Now he gave a strange answer. He said, woman, what is that to me? Or, more in the original Greek, what is mine is thine. My hour has not yet come. Let us analyze this. My hour has not yet come. Whenever our blessed Lord used the word hour, he always used it in relationship to his passion and his death. Always. For example, when they attempted to stone him on two or three occasions, the gospel said his hour was not yet come. When Judas came down in the garden to betray him, our Lord says, this is your hour. Your hour, the hour of evil. The night of the Last Supper, Father, the hour has come. So our Lord is saying to his mother, the hour of my passion and death has not yet come. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to work my first miracle? Do you want me to prove that I am the expected Messiah, Christ, the Son of the living God? Do you realize that if I work this miracle, 
and announce myself as the Christ and the Son of God, that I will be sent to the cross? Do you want to be a mother that is sending your son to the battlefield? My dear mother, if that is what you intend to do, if you want me to begin now my public life and to usher in my death, my passion, my redemption of men, then your relation to me will change. Up to this point, in our private home life, you have been known as the mother of Jesus. But the moment that I begin my redemptive work, you will not just be my mother. You will be the mother of everyone whom I will redeem. Then you will be not just the mother of Jesus. Then you will be the mother of all humanity. And I salute you. I call you now, woman, the universal mother. Three years pass. We come to the cross. In the middle of those three years, one day, the Blessed Mother worried about his long night prayers and his all-day preaching. He was waiting in the crowd, and someone said, Your mother waits, and our Blessed Lord said, Who is my mother? And then he said, Relationship is not of blood. In the new order... Relationship is of the Spirit. He that doth the will of my Father in heaven is my mother, my father, my brother, my sister. Now we come to the cross. Our Lord looks down from the cross upon the two most precious creatures that he has on this earth, John and his mother. And he speaks first of all to his mother. He does not call her mother. This is redemption. The hour has come. He says, Woman. Woman. And as much as a crowned head could gesture, indicating John, he adds, This is your son. He did not call John, John, because if he called him John, he would have been just the son of Zebedee. But leaving him unnamed, in his anonymity, John stood for all humanity. So our blessed mother is now made the mother of all humanity and not in virtue of a metaphor or a figure of speech but in virtue of the veritable pangs of childbirth. Was she to have other children? Yes, but not according to the flesh of the Spirit. John was the first of that long line in which we are at it. Millions and millions of sons and daughters when he said, to John, 
This is your mother. That's why we love a lady. Our blessed Lord made her our mother. The feminine principle in religion. And there is no such thing as doing her on or in a way to make us forget our Lord. Suppose I visited your home. But when I went into your home, I refused to talk to your mother. What would you think? You would not entertain me very long, would you? Well, do you think our blessed Lord is going to think very kindly of us? If we pay no attention to her? And we ask her to intercede for us. Because sometimes when we want a favor, we go to the mother of the one from whom we want the favor. She has some very special powers of intercession. We say the rosary. Yes, a repetition of our Father and Hail Mary. But that it merely means when we love anyone, we keep saying over and over again, I love you. Why do we say over and over again, I love you? Well, because it's a new moment of time. It's a new location in space. And so in the rosary... We keep saying the Our Father and Hail Mary. It's a way of telling her, I love you, I love you, I love you. And her intercession is tremendous. One day it seems that our blessed Lord was walking through the courts of heaven and he saw some souls that apparently got into heaven very easily. And he went to Peter he said, Peter, I have given to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. How did these souls gain entry into my kingdom? Peter said, don't blame me, Lord. Every time I close a door, your mother opens a window. And that's the way perhaps some of us will get in. The open window. George Bernard Shaw said shortly before he died, I think maybe his mother will let me in. So we are her children. And as her children, we never grow up. And we say to her, in the lovely language of Mary Dixon Thayer, lovely lady dressed in blue, Teach me how to pray. God was just your little boy. Tell me what to say. Did you lift him up sometimes? 
gently on your knee? Did you sing to him the way mother does to me? Did you ever try telling him stories of the world? And, oh, did he cry? Do you think he cares if if I tell him things? Just little things that happen. And do angels' wings make a noise? Can he hear me if I speak low? Does he understand me now? Tell me, for you know. Lovely lady dressed in blue, teach me how to pray. God was just your little boy, and you know the way.